Hey hey, my name is Stan and I really love traveling. And I love talking about it even more. So welcome to this episode of the podcast Traveling with Stan, where I take you on a tour of some of the most exciting cities around the globe. This time we venture into the Baltics to explore one of the most up-and-coming cities in that part of the world. Nestled at the coast of the Gulf of Finland, Tallinn, the capital city of Estonia, is still an off-the-beaten-path destination for most mainstream travelers. But it has a lot to offer, from the beautiful historical center to rising urban neighborhoods, from great food to a vibrant cultural life. So, join me in discovering this fantastic city. In this episode you'll find out which iconic Tallinn site was actually disliked by many locals for ages, where to go for a view of the city from the height of the Eiffel Tower, and which sweet delicacy do the people of Tallinn claim an origin to. How to get there When one thinks of the Baltics, probably images of cold sea, Soviet-era buildings and vast snow-covered plains and forests pop in your mind. And I'm not going to tell you that this is not what you will find there. However, as most post-communist countries, Estonia has seen a development boom over the past years virtually in all areas of life. Tallinn, for one, is dubbed by many as the Silicon Valley of Europe, a technological hub where its tech-savvy people gave rise to such renowned technologies like Skype or Bolt. But its rich history dates back all the way to the 13th century and the area was most likely inhabited even way before that. Tallinn's strategic location by the Baltic Sea between northern parts of Europe and Russia meant that it was an important trading port, and virtually all the countries close to it had invaded and conquered it at one point or the other. This has also left a legacy on its culture, which feels like a mix of the Nordics and Russian influence. But Estonia is a country of its own and after it had gained independence, most recently from the Soviet Union in 1991, the country and its people have been busy advancing at a rate that is just incredible to witness. That doesn't mean, of course, that they've turned their backs on their history. Quite the opposite. Tallinn has one of the best-preserved medieval historical centers in Europe. Largely thanks to the fact that it hadn't been destroyed during the wars. Tallinn for the average tourist is usually a stop on one of the cruises doing a tour of Scandinavia and the Baltics. However, I'd rather recommend incorporating it as part of a road trip of the three countries of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. It's also an easy stop from Helsinki as you can catch a ferry that will get you from one place to the other in two hours. And, of course, it has an international airport which makes it pretty easy to get to. It has been part of the European Union for almost 20 years now and the local currency is Euro, which makes for easy traveling especially if you're coming from another European country. With a population of less than half a million, Tallinn is quite a small city compared to other European metropoles and is easily doable as a day trip. It's also very walkable thanks to its compact size. But, if you'd like to explore more of it, then an excellent way to get around is by public transport which is relatively cheap and quite convenient. When planning your trip, opt for the summer months as winters here are long, super cold and quite dreary. Unless, of course, you're visiting during the Christmas season to experience the Christmas market. Do not miss! Let's start with the obvious. As I previously mentioned, Tallinn's historical center is so well kept that many regard it to be the best example of medieval centers in Europe. It has, in fact, been also declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Historical Tallinn once used to be made up of two separate towns, one in the lower part and one in the upper. 
The city was surrounded by massive fortification walls which are amazingly still in great shape today and make for a great backdrop to the oldest parts of town. There are 26 towers as part of the wall, some accessible to tourists. And you can even climb on top of some of its parts, such as the Patkali viewing platform, for some great views out to the sea. The lower part of the city is now the old town. And while usually super busy with tourists on a nice day, it's still an inviting place to stroll along, grab a coffee and admire some of the sights. These include the picturesque town hall square with pastel-colored houses and cobbled stone alleys running from it in all directions. And of course, there is the town hall itself. While you can climb up to its tower for some views of the square, I recommend visiting St. Olaf's Church and its viewing platform itself. Why? First of all, it is almost twice as high, with the church's tower and steeple reaching more than 120 meters. And then, the spire itself has been hit by lightning at least eight times, which makes it an interesting curiosity. On a number of those occasions, the spire burned down and had to be rebuilt again. By the way, you'll find a lot of pretty churches all around Tallinn. Which wouldn't be so surprising if not for the fact that Estonia is claimed to be one of the least religious countries in the world, together with the Czech Republic. But back to sightseeing. After you've had your share of Instagram-worthy pictures of old streets, make your way to the upper part of the historical city called Tumpia. The best way to get up there from the lower town is to take Pikjalg, one of the oldest and most famous streets in the city. You'll easily see why it's so popular, but brace yourself for the hordes of tourists. Once in Tumpia, you'll immediately notice its most iconic landmark, the Alexander Nevsky Cathedral. An orthodox cathedral with typical round-shaped domes. It was disliked by many citizens of Tallinn as they saw it as a symbol of oppression, but nevertheless it remains a site that is now firmly embedded into the city's skyline. At one point in the 20s it was even scheduled for demolition, but it is so huge that it would have been so costly that the idea was abandoned. If you want to understand the troubled history of the city, then I recommend the nearby Museum of Occupations. It explains what life was like for its citizens during the Nazi and communist regimes. Not far from the cathedral is also the Tumpia Castle, a pinkish building that is now the seat of the country's parliament and which you can actually visit for free, but you need to book in advance. Apart from admiring the cast itself, you can peek in on the parliament sessions from a public gallery if they happen to be taking place at the time of your visit. If castles are your thing, then I recommend a trip to Kardriog Palace. It's easily reachable by tram from the city center in about 15 minutes, and it's a beautiful Baroque palace that the Russian Tsar Peter I had built in honor of his wife Catherine I. On the other hand, you'd rather enjoy a bird's-eye view of the city than head on over to the Talon TV Tower in the neighborhood of Perita. Originally built to cover the Moscow Summer Olympic Games in 1980, it is easy to get to by public transport, all you need to do is hop on a bus. The tower itself is an impressive 314 meters tall, which is almost the same height as the Eiffel Tower. It features an observation deck on the 27th floor as well as a restaurant to admire the views while grabbing a bite. And if you're in to get some adrenaline pumping through your veins you can even try the walk on the edge of its roof as a guided experience. Fun Fact Talking about the Moscow 1980 Olympics, these were a bit bizarre as they ended up being boycotted by quite a few nations because of the place they were held in. This was, after all, the age of the Cold War. Interestingly enough though, while Russia has many ports and harbors, 
it had decided to host the sailing regatta of the Olympics in Tallinn. And so, a huge complex of buildings was built in Linehall for this purpose. While being used also after the Games as a concert and sports venue, it had slowly been left abandoned in recent years. Its eerie atmosphere can now only be visited on the outside or admired as an architectural backdrop in movies, such as The Tenet by Christopher Nolan. Try this! I bet all that sightseeing and tower climbing has left you quite hungry. Luckily, there's a lot of, of great eating options around Tallinn. That's if you don't believe the locals' view of their food which they sometimes describe as a bit bland. True, it doesn't have the vast array of spices that some other cultures boast, but hey, to each its own. So, go grab yourself a good old leap or dark Estonian rye bread, wash it down with a pint of beer on tap or relax with a coffee and some marzipan goodies. The people of Tallinn actually claim to be the ones to have invented it. But then, so do the people of Lübeck in Germany. You'll find a lot of restaurants and cafes all around the old town, but as one might expect, some might be a bit of a tourist trap. So, to get a better taste of what Tallinn has on offer foodie-wise head out to Depo, a popular street food place in the Kalamaja district and easy to get to by tram. Apart from featuring a food market, Depu is special because of the way that food vendors have set up their business here in shipping containers, train wagons and an actual railway depot. Act like a local. Tallinn is a city of contrasts. To rival the picturesque old cobbled streets of the old town, escape the crowds and mingle with the locals, you'd want to head out to its more recent era neighborhoods. Rotorman, Kalamaja and Teleskivi Creative City have a more industrial vibe to them with buildings from the 19th or 20th century. Some also have reminiscences of the communist era. They each have their own charm and specific vibe and are a great alternative addition to exploring Tallinn. Continuing on the foodie side of things, you may want to venture around the Teleskivi Creative City which has some great restaurants and cafes. All in the setting of a former industrial area now turned into an artsy-slash-business scene with street art, galleries, museums, and startups. Rotorman Quarter is another hip part of the town, again reborn on the industrial foundations of former factories. It is now a stylish commercial area and cultural hotspot with trendy places to shop and eat. Rounding it up is the Kalamaja district that I've already mentioned where the street food scene, Depot, is located. But there's more to the area than just food. Its streets lined with colorful wooden houses from the 1920s and 30s will give you a feel of the life of ordinary people of that era. There are also quite a few cafes to sit back in and enjoy the atmosphere as it's a place popular with the young local crowd. So, will the Baltics make it on your list for your next travel venture? If they do, I hope I have convinced you that Tallinn is a great place to start, and sorry for my terrible Estonian pronunciation. As you can hear, I am far from being a native speaker. You can find all the information from this episode at travelingwithstan.com, or you can also find other podcasts from our series. If you like this one, don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss out on the next episodes. We are on the socials as well. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review or rate us on Spotify. It means the world to us. Pun intended.